Hi. What up? <laughs> Nothing. What are you doing? Connor said you want to have a podcast. I said, oh, sure. Shoot. Why not? Might Why as not? well. So we might as well just chit chat here. Yeah. How's it going today? Good. I'm finishing up the website stuff. Nice. Yeah, I'm just making some last hey, minute things. You? I'm just going to do the basic pages right now and then she can tell me if she likes them. Okay. All right. Uh, you didn't really say anything else you needed from us, so I haven't really been doing anything. Is there anything I can Um, Not right now. I want to see what she says, and we'll go from there. Okay. Because if she's totally like, I hate it, then I'm just going to, I don't know. We'll figure it out. You're going to jump off a cliff? Yeah, right. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm just going to end it there. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens when we don't start our marketing meetings. I mean, the, the Friday meetings on time. Everyone gets suicidal. <laughs> Marsh is oh, taking right now. Did you guys watch those videos I sent you last night? I was bawling. No, because I don't. I don't want to watch stuff like that oh my God. at nine o'clock at night. Thank you for sharing, but no. I was bawling. It was so sad. You trying to make us uh, all negative when we're here trying to no. be all positive? No, so I'm telling you what, what happened in these videos since you're not going to watch them. This guy is called the, what is it? What is it called? The white underbelly or something? Because when... I don't know, something about Italy and how, like, they went in and through Italy and won their war or whatever. And he calls their his YouTube channel the White Underbelly, and they he talks about, like, everything bad happening in the world, basically. Um, and he interviews all these, like, prostitutes and whatever, and then he came back and reviewed this girl, like, three different times, and she just kept getting worse and worse, and it was really sad. Yeah. I saw that. It went from just a prostitute to like a, a prostitute crack addict to oh. like like someone that looked like she legitimately had like some weird physical deformity instead of just oh, yeah. being she, addicted to something. I, I saw the pictures. I didn't see the She just actual. kept getting worse and worse and it was really sad and then yeah, that's all. How'd you come across that? Yeah, that's why you got to stay out. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, I did something really fun last night. My cousin texted me. He's like, do you know how to play Texas Hold'em? And I'm like, yeah, I used to play Texas Hold'em all the time. In the early 2000s, like right when I was out of high school, so 2004, 5, 6, 7, something like that, it got really big. I'm like ESPN was like, playing the tournaments on tv like it was a sport and stuff do you guys remember yeah. that you guys were really yeah i remember watching that. but anyways um so we used to play like we all got chips and we'd go to my dad's house and my dad would, we'd have like eight guys around the table we did it all the time like real chips real money it was fun well i haven't played in forever we kind of got sick of it because it was just i don't know it's not my favorite game i'd rather play like dirty clubs or cribbage or something like that but anyways I've been bored. He's like, yeah, we're going to play online. So essentially you just get on this, you have to like make a uh, account or whatever. And you just sit on the table with the people that he invites and you play. Uh, I was the first one out, not a big deal, but I had a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, apparently you can buy back in on this site. You know, they just re any up and there's no money exchange on the site because it's, it's illegal gambling. I think, I don't know. I don't know enough about, 
what's sanctioned gambling and what's yeah. not. But we had our own little uh, side pots going or whatever. But yeah. So I tried to re any. Well, I didn't have enough like tokens on the site. So I got kicked out of the game. <laughs> so I was the first one. Jeez. <laughs> but, but it was something fun to do, something different. That's cool. Last, last night. Did I ever t- what? Did I ever tell you this? It, um, we went to Curacao in February. Mm-hmm. My wife wanted to gamble, so they have a they have a huge casino at the at the resort. Uh-huh. And she always wanted blackjack. I'm like, well, have you ever played blackjack? She's like, no. Uh, but I get it. You know, you got to get to 21, whatever. There's, you know, if you know the odds of the cards, like there's a whole, there's like all sorts of books on, you know, when you should stay in, whatever. She's like, what? So she takes a $20 bill, goes to this table with this guy we met that was from Iowa, really nice guy, him and his wife, we were hanging out with him. He's like, I'm like, can you sit by her and kind of help her? Because she doesn't really know what she's doing. He's like, yeah, no problem, whatever. So he gets up there, he throws down like a hundred, everybody's throwing down like hundreds, getting all their chips. She's got a 20 <laughs> and uh, she sat there with a 20 longer than all those people with a hundred. And wow. she lost that. I handed her another 20. She, and then she lost her anyway, but it was fun. So that's cool. Yeah. We're not big gamblers, but every now and again, something to do. So, yeah, all right. What'd you do last one time? time man? Oh no, you're good. I, going off of gambling one time i lost the i lost a full paycheck playing craps in in traverse city michigan so i i'm i'm staying away from gambling <laughs> uh, um yeah yeah that I was back uh, before i was working at quality assured though so it wasn't like a thousand dollars it was more like 400 but still um so that wasn't that fun i i enjoy the rush but uh, but it's something that that just ends up it's addicting so addicting i'm I'm staying away from it i know how people get it i've been to a casino a couple times in my life and i i mean i've lost more money shaking dice with my buddies like drinking beer in the garage than i've ever lost at a casino because i'm not willing because it's so addicting Mm -hmm. like put a 20 in a machine and it's gone in like 10 seconds you're like oh i'm gonna win the next time and all next thing you're down 100 200 Mm -hmm. Just yeah, so I stay away from it. But yeah, so it's so addictive. It is. But back to what I was saying last night, um, yep. instead of watching the prostitute videos that Katie said, Connor, they <laughs> we, were uh, good. Uh huh. Yep. Where I'm, I'm watching, um, I was watching Facing the Giants. I think that's what it was called. Um, it's a, I don't know if you've seen it. Colin. I've heard of it. It's a really good I've movie. Really good movie. It's, My dad watched it. It's made by that Christian company. Yeah, it does movie. Yep, yeah, yep. I can't remember what the dudes. I think it's Alex Kendrick and Stephen Kendrick, the Kendrick brothers. They yep. um, they made it, and actually, Alex Kendrick, the dude that's the director, he pl- he's like the main mm-hmm. character in the movie. But it's a really good movie. Usually, Christian movies are like kind of cheesy, bad acting, horrible production. But it was actually really good. You should watch it. It's mostly football with a lot of God involved. So it's, it's really good, but that's what we were watching last night. And then I get a text and I see like three prostitute videos show up on my phone and I'm like, Kristen can't see these. What the heck are you doing? Oh my what? God. It was Why not that bad. I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> totally messing around. It was good. <laughs> what else? Katie, what else did you do last night besides look at prostitution videos? Oh my God. <laughs> I worked. <laughs> yeah, you worked. Hopefully, uh, not the same way that they were working. Oh well, no, you can't. It's you got to stay home. Yeah, so. Connor, get oh, it yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, what are the prostitutes doing right now? I mean, they can't be out. Are they wearing masks? They're SOL, is what they are. I heard <laughs> that they aren't even getting bailed out. 
people got to eat, you know, and actually maintain um, their drug habits. Right. It's that's a that's a sick world. But uh, you said Traverse City, Michigan. I've never been there, but I heard it's awesome. And that's like northern Michigan, right? In the yeah, it's like pretty close to the UP. Yeah, that's awesome. It's like north. By the way, I think my northwestern Michigan. I, there was a Menards there, and I always wanted to go because I heard it was just awesome just to see it. Mm-hmm. I never got to go there, but my brother's been there. Said it's awesome. But okay, speaking I of trips, know, I... what is it like working for a corporation versus quality assured? I can answer that. I've never worked for a corporation ever. I've always worked for small businesses. Okay, I'm gonna sum it up for you. Um, how do I do this very quickly? Mm-hmm. Um, in a big corporation. I'm trying to think of all the corporations. Well, I, Menards is the one I remember the most because I worked at Walmart. Yeah. But we always we always joked and said they should take our nameplates off of our cubicles, like literally cubicles, like the movies, and put up numbers because it's a prison and we're we're just a number there. That's what it feels like. You're just a number. And that's the one thing that I really liked about Quality Assured is like maybe my opinion not everybody agrees with, but it's valuable at times and you can actually voice it and see change in the company in a corporation, unless you're the head honcho, unless you're like the CEO or, you know, a top level manager, you're, you're literally scum. That's it. That's all it is. So. Can't relate. Does that answer your question? Yeah. But I've just never like ever worked in a corporation, which I'm kind of glad, but I don't want to work in corporate yeah. world. I mean, there's money to be made. Like I could make, I could be a low level guy there and make, just as much as I do doing this, but you're literally, you have no, I don't know about self-worth, but like you just, you're just there to do a job and go home and nobody gives a shit if you're there. So it's like, I'd feel like a monkey. Yeah. And it's like, I actually, what you worked, what, what job did you work? No, no, I didn't. I was saying I would feel like a monkey. The closest I've ever come to anything like that was working at Jersey Mike's, but it was a franchise opportunity. So we, it was like, I was working for someone who owned it in Indianapolis, but he was working for the big owner, like the, the corporation yeah. dude that had like 800 locations or something like mm-hmm. that. So I wasn't directly affected by the, the corporation, but I was indirectly affected. So it, it just felt, it felt weird, but yeah, Kellen, I, I couldn't work at Menards cause I feel like I was lower than a person. I feel like a robot. Yeah. I mean, when I walked out of there, I was so happy. I I was in a rut. Like, I was, like, not addicted to the money because I wasn't getting rich, but it was more than I ever made. And the job was easy, and I'd been doing it for five years, so, like, I didn't have to, like, you know, have those that anxiety of, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, that can get old, too. But I – so I was just in a rut, and if I wouldn't have met my wife, uh, I would probably still be there, and I'd never leave because they hook you. The longer you're there, they give you – um bonuses for how long you're there so that's how they hook you and then they do a profit sharing so every year your profit sharing percentage goes up so i mean they have a meeting every year they bring in the whole corporate office and they have people come up they give everybody their check on stage and they say how much it is and the people that are there 20 30 years i mean they're getting like 30 dollar checks at once so i mean just to give you an idea of the money that people are making there and it's like, that's one check. But I mean, they, you literally sell your soul to the devil, I think. So 
machine. Yeah. The only job that I've ever worked that has gotten close to any type of corporate is I worked at, just for like two months, I worked at Aeropostale in the mall. Just nice. because it was a like a seasonal whatever. I was 16 and I was like, whatever, this looks fun. This looks like a fun job. I get discount on clothes. So I worked there for like two months because it was during holiday season. And that's mm-hmm. the only time I've ever whatever. But it was really different because it didn't really feel like a corporate job. Like everybody there was really close. Like we were all really close. Like we were at Folia shirt. Yeah, I. that's funny you say that. I worked at Hollister for like two weeks. No big deal when it was big and famous. Oh my god! You guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna list them off. So my first job, I was 14 or 15. I was a sophomore in high school. So what is that? 15, 14, 15, 15, 16. Yeah. yeah. I got my driver's license that year, but I didn't have my driver's license. So it was homecoming. I was at a new school. I started there the year before, so I'm making friends and chasing girls, and so we're at homecoming. It's, I don't have a car yet, so it's a chance to like get away from my parents. Although I love my parents to death, it wasn't like that, but just a chance to get away. And all of a sudden, I'm at like the powder puff game on Thursday before the real football game. Uh-huh. And I see my dad there, and no big deal. Like, I, I, my dad can hang out. Like, my friends love my dad, nothing like that. But he goes, You got to come with me. And I'm like, well, I, No, I'm busy. And he goes, No, nope, you're coming with me. I'm like, For what? He's like, Well, I got you an interview. I'm like, Really? So I had to go to this interview at the roller mm-hmm. encounter. Apostle Skate City, my first job. Uh, my dad set it up. I did the interview. I'd never interviewed, but I'm sure I already had the job because my dad knew the guy. But anyway, so I did that. That was my first job. My dad would drive me to work and pick me up uh-huh. uh, at a roller rink. That was my first job. I'm trying to think of my next job. Dude, I saw two tornadoes one day at that roller rink. I remember coming out of the roller yeah. rink and there were like two tornadoes coming down, probably like two miles away. So that's like the memory mm-hmm. that's ingrained into my head when I think of that roller rink. Do you, do you remember, like, can you picture where that building was and like yeah. the landscape yeah. around it or anything? Or, okay. So you, do you know the big hill, like either going out of town or coming into race? Like, um, it's literally at the bottom of the hill is where apostles was up that hill. We lived right there. So literally oh. we lived like maybe a mile away. Okay. Yeah. Cause what I'm picturing right yeah. now is always like, so the way I always picture it is it's on the left of whatever road we're coming in. So, so like, that's, that's how I always picture it. Yeah. Okay. That's so anyways, I did that. So that was all that got me through high school. Probably in college, I ref football and basketball and gave plasma. That was where. <laughs> so I did that. My first, I know I had more jobs than I can't remember. My first job out of college, I, Got, oh, I know what it was. Oh, and in college, I worked at a can factory for like two weeks. Worst job ever. You literally counted like soup cans. They come up like on pallets and you had to count them. It was the most mindless job ever. But So I did that for two weeks. I hated it. It cut into my partying because it was on the weekend. And then so I applied for a job at UPS talking about corporations. Again, huge corporation. I interviewed with this lady and she's like, well, just so you know, you basically, the entry-level job there is you empty the trucks at night onto, like, the conveyor belt. And then they put them in the next truck for the next day to go to the next location, yeah. you know, whatever. She's like, yeah, she was going to hire me. And I was still in college. And she's like, well, you know, you got to start at, like, 3 in the morning. And I'm like, no, I'll pass. <laughs> so I graduated college 08, 
it was a recession. We've talked about this and did some concrete work, roofing, just all shit jobs. She called me back. She's like, we actually have a job in Rice Lake if you want it. And I was like, yeah, okay. She's like, well, come in and interview. I'm like, oh, really? I already interviewed, whatever. So I did it. And they hired me. They're like, can you start tonight? Like literally that day. They must have really needed something. So I'm like, yeah, I'll be here. And I was in good shape then. So this was a really physical job. Did it for two weeks and they laid me off. So they just used me essentially. So I sat there without a job for, I don't know, a couple months, maybe a month. And then they, by the time they called, I got my first like job using my degrees. It's a butler at Kohler Company, which is another huge company, Mm -hmm. which is in Sheboygan. Kohler makes toilets, Katie, and like plumbing fixtures. Don't they technically now have a city called Kohler because of that company? Yes. Yes. I was going to apply there. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So like Kohler, my understanding is he started with like the toilets and the plumbing fixtures and all that stuff, whatever. Made a killing on it, still does. And then he started his little side hustle, which is um, like the hotels and stuff. So uh-huh. I worked at a five-star hotel. I mean, it was crazy, but we parked fancy cars. That's how I started. And then that place owns um, uh, a golf course, Connor, that you might know that has hosted PGA Tour events. Oh, wow. Like, it's legit. So anyways, I worked there. I only got 20 hours a week. I couldn't, like week i thought it would be better so i quit went back to concrete and then that led me to menard i think yeah so and then menards then i met kaylee then i delivered liquor so i got a cdl i've had so many jobs and then i did the key thing and then i was at claudia shares hmm. so nice yeah i'm, I'm was, sure there's some I more was, in there what's your first well, job let's hear it my first job was the pancake place. I started there when I was 14. I started because my I was like, Mom, I want to get a job. And all my sisters worked there um, for their first job. So my one sister was still working there or whatever. And uh, I started there. I started um, busing. And then I dishwashed for a while. And then I hosted. And then I started serving. I served all throughout uh, when I turned 16. Um, I served until I was, until now, I still work there when they're mm-hmm. open. And then, um, so that, that I did that all through high school. I made a ton of money doing it. I spent all of it because it was cash. Don't judge me. <laughs> but I always had cash. <laughs> I always had cash. And my mom was like, what, how do you have all this whatever? And I, I was making bank because we didn't have to pay out any of the hosts or buses, bussers. And I was working every single night. So it was like I was literally just making bank and spending it because I made, I was horrible at managing money. Um, and then I got my job at Quality Assured. I worked at Aeropostale for like two months in there at some point when I was like 16. And then I started working at Quality Assured when I was 17. And I've been nice. there ever since. Nice. I know. It's Connor, such a long job story. Also, you're very young and I told – on the podcast you were on two days ago, I told everybody that I was two years older mm-hmm. than Connor. So let's just you know when that. my voice is like oh, super fuck. low when I'm not into anything, I do sound like I'm I'm your age. So you have something there. I was listening yesterday, and you guys both have good voices for like voice. Mine's like really deep, but I I'm sure everybody's critical of their own. Like Katie said, she doesn't want to listen to their own, her own voice. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if that's I love it, but yours. You guys, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think you guys sound good Thanks. on there, but 
That's all good. What's your first job? Yeah, so my first job, actually, first, I'll just talk about the voice for a second. So Kristen pointed something out to me the other day. She was like, I can always tell when you're on the phone with Kellen or when you're when you're like meeting with Kellen or something like that, because your voice gets like an octave lower. Is it like a dude thing or what? I'm like, I never noticed that. And then I listened back and I was like, oh, my gosh, my voice is so much lower than it normally is. So so um, I actually have to make a conscious effort now to talk like I normally talk. And it has absolutely nothing to do with me purposely doing it. I really think that it has to do with the fact that your voice is so low and so masculine, Kellen, that subconsciously mm-hmm. I feel emasculated when I talk like I normally do. That is so funny we that should. you bring that up because Connor, uh, my boy Brandon and his brother, so they're very close in age, but uh, Dylan is the older one. And when Dylan is around Brandon or vice versa, their voices are like so deep and like manly because I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or what the deal is, but I totally see that in Brandon. It's almost like peacocks like putting up this, they're like feathers for for protection or like going like yeah i'm bigger than you it's like it's just this thing and it's and it has nothing to do with being intimidated or anything i think it has to do with just like dudes or dudes and whether you want to or not your Mm -hmm. voice just drops we should um that'd be something good to look up and maybe uh, come back to it on another one like is that actually true do you adapt to the people you're around like i know uh they say you're you act like the five people you're, or you, um, you act like the five people you're around the most or something. I wonder if that has anything to do with voice. Maybe. So I've never heard of it. Yeah. Maybe. So, okay. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, so my, um, my first job was, let me think. Huh. See, my dad owns a couple of different companies. So I worked for him the first couple of jobs. One was DJing weddings. Um, and one was painting houses. And I did both of those since I was like 12 or 13. And then um, it was just like stupid part-time stuff though. Cause I, obviously I was not going to be working and DJing weddings by myself at that time. So I was just the dude that was mm-hmm. like putting discs into the, into the equipment and making sure the equipment was working right. And being there just as a cute little 13 year old for any of the, any of the teens that are at the, at the weddings. Um, and then painting the houses, I did a lot more until I was like 15 that I got my health issues that happened. I didn't work at all until I was 19. And then when I was 19, I picked up a lot of the DJing and um, house painting again. Then I ended up working at a pumpkin patch for, I want to say it was a seasonal job, but it was like from July until November. And it was a lot of like farm grunt work. Um, and I, I ended up being in charge of my own tent, actually, for uh, some sales type stuff. And did you ever did you ever go to the one if you're at Postles and you go across the street on that hill, there's a pumpkin patch. And race, I can't, like, remember, I can't remember if that's the one that I would go to all the time in Wisconsin. But it, there was one. Is that the one that shoots the pumpkins out of a cannon? Yes, yeah, exactly. the one. That I was just going to say, if you Google that. If you Google them, they have like articles. They made this cannon that shoots pumpkins like a potato shooter, but with pumpkins, it's awesome. Dude, they go so far. It's insane. Scary. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that I went to. Mm -hmm. Nice. But yeah, the one that I worked at was um, actually like half a mile from my house. And I 
didn't have my license at the time. Even though I was 20, I didn't have a car, nothing like that. Um, and I, I don't have to justify why, but it had to do with the health issues and all that stuff that happened. And I just lacked motivation because of all the crazy personal stuff that was going on. But you're lazy. AF. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can say that until you read my book, then you'll feel bad. Um, Connor, I'm so excited. <laughs> Yeah, I dude, let's skip your work history. Did you start it? What was that? Let's skip your work history and your pumpkin patch oh, stories. Yeah. What did you start this book yet? Yeah, so I yeah, I haven't I haven't started it yet. I have time tonight to do it. I've been spending more time focusing on bringing God into the house for for like my family um right now, but I actually have to start it tonight otherwise I know that I won't ever actually take the first step. So do me a favor, text me, force me to do it. Um Text me at some point tonight at like eight or nine. That's when I'm going to be doing it. Um, and I'll tell you whether I'm doing it or not. Um, but back to my you sh- pumpkin patch. You should be. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't do it for I us, know. man. You oh, I know. I want to do it. I'm, I'm asking for accountability. I'm not asking for you guys to do it because you want to read it. you. Okay. Thanks. Katie will text you with a prostitution video and then say, Helen is asleep by then. Don't count on him. Yeah, I'm not going to text you. You know I'll be out. Yeah. <laughs> He's only two years the- older yeah. than you, Connor. I was about to say the same thing. Hey, they had to start the poker tournament early so I would even play because I'm like, I'm staying up oh, all night. Oh, absolutely So not. you didn't even watch the draft? And, nope, didn't watch any of the draft. But by the way, I was up at 520, rode the bike for 45 minutes, red, had coffee. Yeah, you so woke me up at 6, you, you can- jerk. Hey, sometimes I like to do myself in the morning, but anyways, tell us your story. <laughs> it's not really a story, but I, so it was, it was super close to my, um, my house. I would drive illegally from my house to that pumpkin patch, which was you half a mile away. And it was like literally back roads. So I just would do that the whole time. Um, people liked me. It was fun. I, that was where I realized that I could actually do something um, kind of salesy if I wanted to. Because people, more people would mm-hmm. come to my tent than like any other tent. So that was cool. He was a young kid. Yeah, I was like eighteen or nineteen. There were so many people yeah. that I that I met um, or that I saw from high school. So that was goofy. But um, then after that, I didn't work for a while. Um, then I got a job when I ended up going back for my high school degree because I had to drop out of high school pretty much from the health issues. Um, but thanks to the Excel Center in Indiana, which is partner, they, they partner with Goodwill. They um, actually have like adult high schools. So I didn't even get my GED. I got my straight up high school diploma because of them. But anyway, that's another story. So I, I went there and it was like five or six miles from my house. And I didn't have a car or my license. And my job that I got at Jersey Mike's was another mile down the road probably a mile and a half so like seven and a half miles total one way um if i was going to school and then work which is what i did all the time uphill yeah no <laughs> the partially uphill for partially sure uphill for sure the other part was downhill so that made it easy um but the, the worst part was i had to ride the highway part of the way <laughs> on a bike so that that gets me to that though and you guys are gonna laugh at me but i did not learn how to ride a bike until i was 20 at this time so like i had to get resourceful and and figure out like teach myself how to ride a bike at that time so i i actually went to meyer one day after i got the job and 
it, Meyer was like five miles from my house. So as people are watching me do this on the road, I take the bike that I just bought for like a hundred bucks and I start riding it back and I'm falling off. I'm like, I'm this 20 year old kid that looks like he's four. <laughs> looks like you're drunk. Yeah. So I'm doing this. I'm just listening to Hammer. music. I remember, I don't know if you know this song, but uh, my hood by young Jeezy. That was just what was blasting in my, yeah, <laughs> blasting in my headphones. Um, and it was just, it was really weird, but I, I mean, I, I learned it in the five miles, but then anyway, so I, but then anyway. I do that for, um, I think it was like five months. And the first part of my job was in the dead of winter. And it was the worst winter we had in Indiana in a long time. It was like negative 10 every single day, which is normal here, but down there it is not normal. So I was just walking and biking in such cold weather for like seven miles to go work and that was where i actually like got my work ethic from um where come hell or high bus what was that don't they have a bus not in not in noblesville indiana i don't even know where that i mean i know where indiana is but i don't know where noblesville is so it's probably in country yeah i was i was in like the rural area rural okay okay not rural did you know he was where they said y'all in the south? Yeah, probably. yeah, pretty much. And did you get? Did you guys actually know that? Um, so Travis, Wendy's, uh, what are they? Yeah. You know, anyway, he lives like five miles from where I grew up. Like I know exactly where he lives. Oh. Like it's it's funny she told me because I, I found that out on the interview, and it was just yeah it was huh. it was goofy here and there. I was like, geez, that's weird. <laughs> but yeah, it is. Anyway, so I do jersey bikes. I. I don't know if I told you about how I quit, but the dude was really racist. I just was fed up one day and I closed up shop after becoming a manager. I was getting paid more than pretty much everyone except the black people. And I closed up and took off my apron, took off my hat, took off my shirt, folded everything, um, left a letter and did not come back. And that was how I quit. I'm I'm glad you folded your shirt. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you throw it at. Somebody. Yeah. So I was I was the only one that was there though. No one knew that I was doing this. So I I let the other people go like early, and I was just there closing up by myself. And I they had cameras and everything, so they knew exactly what I was doing probably. But I did it and I left. And it was I I regret doing that now looking back because now I would have just said something to the guy more than once. And I would have been like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to quit in a professional way, but I can't do this anymore. Um, the awkward moment for that, though, comes where I actually had to go back in to get my tax information. Uh, they weren't going to give it to me. Like, they straight up said they weren't going to give That's it to illegal. me. I know. They straight up said they weren't going to give it to me. And I said, I will get my dad on the phone so fast. Like, I, I will get my dad talking to his lawyer so fast. He won't be able to see straight. So just give me the stuff. So they gave it to me. And and I was on my way. Again. You were so hardcore in your younger <laughs> Again, I would have handled things differently now. <laughs> like. Oh, my gosh. But um, then I just didn't care. I, had, I was getting the crap kicked out of me in different places so i figured i might as well kick the crap out of some people which is not a good way to do things so i'm not endorsing that i'm just saying that's how i was um then i didn't have a job for probably a year moved down to jeffersonville indiana um 
was just doing odd jobs really uh, it was more like painting with my dad so when i say not a job i don't consider those jobs because it's it's my dad and i mean i was getting paid but it was family work um then my next like legit job was at Jay Nipper and Company, a pharmaceutical place down right on the border of Indiana and Kentucky. Katie likes your opioids too. <laughs> pharmaceutical. Oh my baby. gosh, I have to tell you guys something about that. Anyways, continue. Okay. Um so I was doing just dumb grunt work. I was either grabbing medicine or or grabbing like pamphlets and putting them in boxes, or I was the dude that was lifting all the boxes and putting them on pallets. And one day I just did a rough estimation of the amount of boxes that I lifted, like the amount of pounds. I lifted like 17,000 pounds in a day. And that's not fun when you're back then I was 130 pounds. So I was so sore by the end of the day. So I'm glad I don't have to do that. Then I ended up coming to quality assured, you know, all about that. And I haven't had a job other than that in a long time. Jeez. I love it. Good story time. Katie, you're going to let's we have it's 8:51. We have to be on that meeting at 9. Okay, it's a quick story. No, go ahead and then yeah, go ahead. So, go ahead. yesterday yesterday, yeah, because I didn't have my prescription that I needed on whatever day that was that I went to pick it up that I couldn't be on your guys' podcast. They didn't have it. So, I went to go yesterday to pick it up and I pull up to the window. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, I like my name, my date of birth, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, I'll go grab your prescription for you. So, and I, this is something I've never taken before. And the girl goes, and no, I'm not a freaking opioid, whatever. Anyways, the girl goes, um, yeah, that'll be, are you aware of the copay? I was like, no. And she's like, oh, it'll be one ninety eight fifty. I was like, oh, like a dollar ninety eight. I was like, oh, like a dollar ninety-eight. Wait a second, one ninety-eight fifty. I was like, oh. I was like, that's a no. I gotta call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I straight up said that to the pharmacist, whatever pharmacist or whatever. She's like, oh, she didn't want to respond. Wow. I was like, I gotta go call my mom. She'll fix it. <laughs> Is wow. this straight yeah. up something that you have to take right now? Um, not right now. Okay. Within the next couple weeks you, but you don't have to get into the specifics i was just yeah. yeah but yeah so i was like i gotta call my mom so yeah <laughs> so it was just a interesting conversation with this lady because i was like well i don't know what to do right <laughs> your now. inner 20 year old yeah it did i lost all profession right there right <laughs> at that window <laughs> she went for being a Growing up hustler, I gotta call my mom and just that, just one hundred ninety eight fifty later. <laughs> I was like, oh, like one ninety eight, like a dollar ninety eight. She's like, no, one ninety eight fifty, like one hundred ninety eight. I was like, oh, and shit. that's the copay. She'll think of how much that costs. That's ridiculous. Yeah, she's like, well, insurance covered. Um, the prescription was originally four hundred dollars. Oh, jeez. I was like, absolutely not. I have to go. I will give you a call. <laughs> All right, I want to do something here real quick. Let's um, I want to be done here in like two minutes so we can all take a little break before our other meeting. But say something positive because when this is heard by the masses, I want to give positivity. So each of you take thirty seconds, ten seconds, say something to lead us into the weekend, and then I'll wrap this up and we'll get out of here. I hate when you put me on the spot like this. I was about to just say you want something me to start stupid. with it. Um, yeah. So say anything. Okay. You got 10 so, seconds. 
because I enjoy your guys' company so much and because I love doing this with you guys, I um, I have foregone my morning routine of um, going to the bathroom, and I will continue to until the, until the, marketing, the marketing meeting is done. So it might not be positivity, but it should feel positive to you guys. Um, so I am currently not having a lot of fun right now. I hope you're making funny faces. I'll be laughing so hard on that meeting. Uh-huh. You'll see me squirming. Thanks for that. Yep. And honestly, this was, everybody listening, this was Connor's idea. This was random. We are supposed to have a work meeting, and we didn't. It got pushed off, so we decided to get on here and chit-chat. So, awesome idea. This has been really fun. Katie, what do you got? I have to tell, okay, last night I drank a freaking full thing of water, 24 ounces. So, drink your water. It made me feel good. That's all I got to say. Last night I gambled and drank whiskey, but I got up early and sweated all that out. So I'm feeling great right now, everybody. Um, I have a quote for everybody. I'm giving the positive, And then I want to do a recap because I wrote down everything we talked about. And it's honestly hilarious. But here's my quote. Comparison is not a relationship between the healer and the wounded. It's a relationship between equals. Something to chew on for everybody. And the recap of this. You guys ready? That's what we talked yeah. about. Yeah, I'm ready. Prostitution, gambling, Christian movies, big corporation versus small businesses, first jobs, manly deep voices, adult adult high schools, drunk bike riding, pharmaceuticals and big pharma, and young Jeezy. Let's end it with that. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I wrote down like every topic, and that's what it was. How funny is that? I love that. All right, guys. We'll see you in a couple minutes. Bye.